always been so so challenging and difficult at times to build a lasting change and for a lot of you who are stuck in the same cycle then welcome to an absolute interesting a cracker episode where i am going to take you through the basic of lasting change and that is what this podcast is all about how you take that first step how you even start small what is actually the magic behind starting small starting and to take your first step i am ishani nigam your host a recent graduate from the university of melbourne streaming from australia i help businesses entrepreneurs in this post covid world to reach their target audience through engaging and intriguing audiovisual content but over here i help you aspiring leaders students from all across the globe to take your first step towards your goal this season we're taking your first step ever there's also a bit of twist to it we will be discussing something very important in taking your first step which is you it's all about you your abilities and your internal environment that takes you to the first step so my friends get ready and get started for an engaging and really informative season where i engage with accomplished people who have taken their first step but the way to the first step has been building their inner capabilities and that is what we are going to unleash this season so if you are interested to take that first step in whatever profession you want to at wherever place you are right now then get ready for this season so my friends are you ready to welcome the man the person who will take us through the magic behind lasting change well then join me in welcoming an award winning writer photographer former columnist at national geographic traveler india contributor to cnn the dallas morning news usa today the huffington post at international editions to a lot of travel magazines like Vogue, GQ, Time Out, Lonely Planet and much more. Please welcome the forever travel journalist turned into a self-help master, Biju Sukumaran all the way from Texas, Houston. So please join me in welcoming our esteemed guest speaker for today. Biju Sukumaran on my first step ever before i go into his achievements and so that you understand the importance of what we are going to discuss today let me first welcome him hi biju it's really 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 an honor to have you on the show today yeah thanks for having me it's it's great to be here i want to just get into this podcast today and let me ask him the first question after traveling for about a decade all over the world I mean, it's needless to say that you have had immense experiences. How has that, in a way, helped you to come up with the projects that you're doing, which is all about self-help? So my experience uh, traveling ab- abroad was really great. I, it was an amazing time. I still love travel. But the problem with it is that it is very difficult to do 
long-term projects, like especially ones that involve self-development, if your job is to continually be moving. Um, when I started this project on productivity and long-term self-change, I was moving country to country every couple months for two years while in the middle of that taking trips to other countries and continents to cover uh, travel for magazines. So that's a really, I mean, great. You know, I'm very grateful and all that. I love travel and all this. But when it comes to, say, establishing long-term habits, uh, it's not exactly the best thing in the world uh, for that. So that was born out of, in one part, um, this kind of life of chaos. Um, but also since I was majority uh, a freelancer, um, that's an additional kind of thing because as a freelancer, you have to bring your own structure uh, to anything that you do. So habits become even more important. There's no one to tell you, hey, you need to, you know, you need to do this and that. So uh, largely those were the main reasons. Uh, it makes sense that why travel actually got me into productivity. You were a freelance writer, journalist. And as you mentioned, it's very difficult to work. It is good to work on your terms, but then you need to create a structure around yourself. So with that in mind, I would really like to understand how did you go about taking the step of, you know, starting your own projects? Right. So the biggest um, aspect, one of the biggest aspects of my project is self-experimentation. Because often enough, for me at least, I found that it wasn't just one thing that made a huge difference. You had to like experiment with it and you have to take, people are different. Um, and I have a history specifically of being very bad at long-term self-discipline. Like ever since I was a child, I was really quite horrible at it. And, uh, you know, I have, I even have like, like old uh, journals where I would sit there and make check marks every time I did something. And they would almost always like fade within less than three weeks. It was very interesting. So it was quite difficult. <laughs> She's nodding her head. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I guess you, uh, you understand that kind of struggle. Um, so it, I needed to do that. And so trying various different methods and applying it to myself as though I was the lab and to see what stuck and what worked was really key to the entire thing. Of course, I mean, lasting change is something that we all are looking for. But to go ahead on that road of, you know, because as you said, I was nodding my head. It is very difficult to get in the pattern of maybe, you know, for example, a very simple thing, even to get up in the morning at a particular time and have a exercise routine. And as you mentioned that you really had to struggle through that, you, uh, you know, changing your habits. And it is actually about habits than, you know, being motivational about everything because action is the most important thing. So when you started experimenting on yourself, and I remember reading somewhere that you said that you were a tough cookie to crack. So if you thought that if, you, if, you, if it worked on you, you can help other people as well. Right, so right. How were you able to break that pattern? And how have you now got into that lasting change? If you can share some tips and tricks with our listeners today. Sure. Um, I think the biggest thing is to, that was weird for me, um, was to actually look at the science. We look at science for all sorts of things. And I think it's 
it's very uh, productivity and self change. It's just assumed that if you want it bad enough, that you'll do it. That's how I was raised. I think a lot of people are raised like this. But when I applied it to when I started looking at it as though it were a science and looked to the researchers, they were saying different things, right? For example, one of the things they said was, if you're going to start a normal habit, a basic habit that you do once every day, start ridiculously small. Um, And then eventually that's going to make it so that it's a lot easier to get to the point where it's automatic. Uh, and so researchers were doing, and fairly recently, like I think two, like past the 2000s, were doing things like asking simple questions, like how long does a habit actually take? We're often uh, taught that it takes like 21 days or 30 days. She found that on the average it was 66 days. So that's a, that's a huge difference, and it changes depending on what techniques you use. Um, so from we were just talking about my writing background, what's interesting about that is that for the longest time, I didn't actually have a steady daily writing habit. I just never did it. Anytime I got a uh, commission or if I had to do something, I would like get into this flurry of writing. But I never had this time where I just sat down every day and wrote. And I mean, it's common sense, but I just never had that. So in, in, informing it the big thing was just to try to start like you know 20 words you know five minutes of something and as long as you have it tied to a specific trigger you know like let's say you get up in the morning and you drink a cup of coffee right after that cup of coffee you start writing it sounds ridiculous especially if you're doing something like working out or exercising where you're sitting there and you're you're doing the, you know, the workout, but you're only doing it for one minute, right? It doesn't seem like it's going to get go anywhere. But compare that to the multiple, the many times in the past you've tried to start a habit. You've gone all out, you know? You've been really, like, diligent. You're very motivated. And then somehow along the path you fail. And then a couple months later you go, huh, maybe I should try working out again. Like, if you combine that together... Uh, your foolishness of starting very small uh, starts to fade away, I feel. Wow, that is a very powerful line. The foolishness of starting very small tries to fade away. Wow, that is really interesting. I'm glad we're having this conversation right now, Biju, because I think when I was quite young, at that point in time, I'm sure all of our parents, they tell us, you know, have a disciplined life, get up in the morning, do exercise. But I think uh, when you do not know the reasons behind certain things, the signs behind certain things, as you said, a lot of the logical thinkers, they do not really accept things unless they can see the result of some, you know, of that particular input that they're putting, the efforts that they're putting into the, the entire exercise that they're doing. And I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, but it always takes a lot of time. As you said, it's minimum 66 days. So it's it's nice that we're having this conversation right now because the graduates, the students who are listening to us across the globe at this age, they at least know the reasons behind why, you know, having a habit is really, really useful in long term. And so as you're mentioning about, you know, the science of the science behind everything, you do something. So it's very nice that we can back it up with some sort of 
logic because that's how i think i work <laughs> so yeah, it, it really uh, helps you understand if i do this this is what it is leading towards if you do not have the end goal in mind if you can't see it clearly you really feel that oh why am i doing this what i'm doing this for so what we are really talking about here is to take actions but starting small because that will just help you feel okay i'm not making a big change and that doesn't make you feel very very uncomfortable at the very beginning so thank you so much biju for sharing that i remember that you have a lot of projects in your uh, league right now is there any one project that you feel has really been you know a revelation for you as well while writing it sure um i think going back to what you said about having a logic behind habits um you mentioned something about the 66 days that i had said uh, the number is not static and i think that's really important and hopeful because the more you're able to add different science based techniques to the whole mix um i've noticed in my own personal uh data uh for my habits that the length of time it takes actually shortens so that's really one of the main parts of my project is that nowadays self help is being written about a lot and often enough people will sit there and say habits that's the one thing that will change your life or you know focus or you know you know whatever they have you know every every so often there'll be a new book but what i found is that there are so many different elements and when i was conceiving when i was thinking about all of this i thought about it in terms of half lives so motivation for me always had a very low half life habits are kind of at the other end they have it can be potentially for multi years or a lifetime um so i found that there were so far like 30 to 40 different elements that when applied in different ways to whatever long term change you have it's like it offloads the weight from the change from motivation alone which makes the change more efficient and also a little bit easier right going back to the whole idea that if you want to work out do one minute you know do a something that's absolutely ludicrous as long as you have a clear trigger and it's very clear and then you have that one minute you know on day 13 you're not going to sit there and say ah, i don't want to do it right you're going to go eh i guess i'll do it it's only one minute so eventually whether it's uh 20 days or the full 66 days full average of 66 days it's more assured that you will get to the point of a habit so it will be automatic all of this is based on what i like to call like lazy self help right the more efficient something is the more we treat it as science and like engineering the more easy it is to do i think i can take my example i started off with an exercise routine and i did not continue it for a very long time it just started off yeah. on a week and then i think that has happened a lot often in my life and the day i got to know how things work that is the time when i started applying it and i think as you mentioned about the trigger i found my trigger so one of the very very big take away from this conversation right now is i think my friends we need to find our own trigger and start very very small be it in any area of your life in relationships in health 
or finance, whatever you are looking at at this point in time. Now, Biju, I, I would like to ask you a lot of questions, uh, but I know that we have limited time over here. But just out of curiosity, since you had this really amazing 10 years of travel, is there any one incident that, you know, triggered that feeling? This is what my life is about. Or this is what I want to do in my life further from here. It's interesting. That's, there is a very interesting thing that happened. I was sharing co- uh, co-working spaces um, with, a, with a bunch of startups in Medellin, Colombia. And they just happened to have a whole thing on gamification. And gamification is the process by which you take the addictive properties of video games and apply them to other things like a lot of people are doing it for language learning or just learning in general. Facebook has a lot of gamified elements. Um, and I was, it's like a light, light bulb went off. It's like, wow, I've been addicted to video games. Why can't I apply that addiction to things that are healthy or things that I've always wanted to do, like meditate or whatever. And so I did it. I did the course. I read the book, talked to the guy who had written all about it. And I started trying to gamify my entire life. I did everything, uh, chores and washing dishes, eating, like everything you can, that I could find an app for. I just gamified. Uh, I got apps for it. Um, it failed. It felt like that's the, the end of the story is that it failed, but it failed after six weeks. And when I was a kid and for most things, I realized that it had only lasted about three weeks at tops. So that was really interesting to me. I was like, there's a, there's an answer somewhere here, but it's not the full answer. Like all of the things that gamification did allowed me to do things for, for double the time. I just needed to find other things that would help me extend it. So that's really when the turn kind of came where I was like, I, I need to look look at the research behind this and see if I can apply it to myself. And over the years, it's worked pretty well. Like, not only have I been able to do things like I mentioned meditation. I think I'm like seven years daily meditation. When back in the past, I wouldn't even last like you know again a couple of weeks. So that that was really the big thing. That was an interesting pickup, I think, from your experience. It also takes a, a very alert and an aware mind to also understand, you know, in a situation if something has happened, if it has led to something to at least analyze, okay, what could be the root cause. So thank you for sharing that. And today I feel so good that we are able to, you know, get to the root of how to take an action. It's actually to build habits. And my first ever, ever podcast is all about taking actions towards your goals. But how do we do that? To creating long-term lasting habits. So thank you so much, Biju, for sharing everything with, with a solid logic behind things that can really help people move further and find that trigger. I wanted to move in the next segment, which is more about, you know, how can someone be mentally so strong or not get deterred with anything that's happening in the external environment because we will be affected by it even if we want or not because things keep happening in the external environment. So what is that one thing that you do that help you have your own focus and not get deterred in times of uncertainty? So this is a problem I've had for a very long time. I'm very prone to anxiety and depression. It runs in my family. 
my mom has this issue too. Really, it was, it was, it was practicing meditation. It was really just making, like taking the time to make a simple habit of meditating. And by meditating, I don't necessarily mean, you know, going to the caverns and the Himalayas and doing like intense, like, you know, stuff like that. It's just finding what works for you. Just taking a moment and saying, just start with the basics, right? It doesn't have to necessarily be, uh, you know, something really intense. It doesn't even have to be something that's spiritual, really, like in the sense of a religion. It can just simply be what helps me relax my mind right now. And that's really how I define all meditation or mental practice, because a lot of people are really scared of it. Um, I was a longtime skeptic, despite it, you know, being a family thing. My dad's like a, he's meditated forever. Despite being a skeptic, I, I think that the key to remember is that ultimately meditation is about emotional control. So that, that's really the key, just establishing a steady meditation practice for whatever that means to you and slowly growing that. That's definitely a very effective practice. For example, a person like me who has tried this several times and I think I got it or maybe I'm just about to get that, you know, flow of meditation. But it's been really tough for me to, you know, do meditation. I think for people like me who are trying out the meditation, are you able to take us through your first experience of how you started off meditation and as you said it did not work out initially but it did so is that a process that you can take us through or take away that you can tell how can people really go from not being able to concentrate to at least you know be in that posture for for some time my general response is that's the point right like i don't if i went to the gym to lift weights and i said I'm just not strong enough. Well, that's the point of going to the gym is to get strong. I think, I think a lot of people think that we're, that the, the they're naturally going to kind of just um, be really good at things. And the truth of the matter is the things that are very difficult are often the things that are the most worthwhile. Um, we're all bad uh, concentrators. I mean, it's just the nature of living these days where every app and, you know, smartphone has a ding and a bell and a whistle. Um, we are prone to distraction. Um, but as long as you take it very, very small, um, it grows and you'll be surprised how fast it does grow. Um, I also think that it's really important to, to be compassionate to yourself in those cases. Right. We, we're not meant to sit there and just concentrate with granular concentration or to like suffer some sort of setback and go, wow, that's really good. You know, like that, this is going to help me grow. Like very few people are like that naturally. And I'm certainly not. Um, so I think having that compassion and allowing it uh, to grow, but that growth happens. Uh, you know, the best way to do that is to just make it so that it's just a really, really tiny thing. You know, if it's just sitting down for five seconds, fine. That's great. That's going to get you a habit. And soon you're going to get to that point where you're like, oh, you know, I had my coffee and I automatically am sitting down and meditate. That Bijou has really helped us out with, the, uh, with something very fundamental in our life. 
uh, and I'm sure you might be interested to know more of his work because that is only going to help you out in your life. So, Biju, are you able to share where can the listeners find you if they would like to know more about your projects and yourself? Sure. My website is scienceofselfhelp.org. Uh, Science of Self Help. And that's my tagline for everything. So I've, I'm really active on Instagram. Uh, and you can also find me on Reddit, Science of Self Help, where I answer very targeted, specific questions. I would highly recommend everyone to check out his Instagram account because I got to know a lot about you through that account and also Reddit if you have questions. I think surrounding yourself with people like Biju and you know getting to know a lot about what he's delving into right now would be really helpful in getting a clear uh, thought process and applying it. You know, the main part of any any conversation is if you hear something, if you like something, if you know it makes sense, you need to apply it for a certain period of time and see if it works. So if, uh, do you want to leave our listeners with a quote or a saying that you really resonate with? <laughs> um, I like the saying, um, I, I don't have it on hand, but it's by uh, a book by James Clear, who wrote a book called Atomic Habits. And he said something along the lines that, we don't rise to our goals, like our aspirations of goals, right? We fall to our systems. So rather than, I guess the meaning behind that is establish good systems. Like, I think a lot of us have, have this idea that, okay, today I feel really motivated. I'm going to meditate for five hours today. And that's our kind of goal that we set for ourselves, something really high. But it's not the heights that are important because they do not lead to consistency rather focus on the, on the worst days. How do you feel on your worst day? What's going to get me through my worst day? You know, is it, is it, is it two seconds of meditating? Great. Then focus on that. And that will slowly allow you to get better and better over time. Lovely. I am so happy that in the second season of this podcast and on the 10th episode, we have such an amazing person telling us the science behind, the law, giving us the logic behind and fundamentals, getting things done from the root level of how you can take that action further. And that was a really, really good quote. If you want to have the kind of life that you want and become what you really want to, then habits going to take you a long way thank you Biju for being on the show that was a very very powerful quote that Biju just shared with us and that holds a lot of importance if you really understand what it's trying to say that make your system strong make your routine habits strong things that make you feel a little better it is the happiness that you find in this consistent regular routine that you make that will take you further in your life in various areas please follow us on spotify google or apple podcast also if you have any comments you like to give any feedback or if you really like to listen to someone Please follow us on Instagram, my first step ever underscore IN and let me know. And before I take a leave, I would like to say, start believing in yourself. And most importantly, keep believing in yourself. I am Ishani Nigam, your host for my first step ever signing off for this week and eagerly waiting to have you and our next speaker again for the next week. See you.
see you.